0: Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Imbalance podcast. My name is Ryan Schaefer. I am here with my good buddy and co-host, Tully Chapman. Oh, hey there, Uh, fella. (laughs) Today we are kicking off kind of our first uh, interview series with one of our best friends, Brandon Hobbs. So welcome, Brandon. Hello. What's up, guys? Good to see you. Um,
1: It is uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock, and uh, we both, well, I assume we all have adult things to do, so we are not drinking bourbon today. But uh, what were you guys drinking last night?
0: Uh, That's a good question. Brandon, you go first.
2: Uh, Where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I finished with uh, a store pick of Larceny. From Megabev. Which is
0: nice. delicious. Yeah, we were on a Zoom a Zoom uh, date last night with with Brandon and his wife, Brandy. And I, I remember you pouring that last one. Yep. because uh, I was finishing with um I, I think I was just drinking my new the new Buffalo Trace store pick that I had. But I did have some bullet. Um one of our members <clears throat> Gifted me a, a fifth of bullet bourbon yesterday for dropping off a bike, an echo bike to his house, which was a little bit un, of a surprise, but a, right. a good surprise at that. That's for sure. Nice.
2: Well, it's a good everyday yeah. sipper.
0: Yeah, it was. I, and we talked about it last night, but I was like pleasantly surprised with how good it was. Uh, you know, cause it is kind of like one of those big mainstream bourbons. That's no, I
1: had world. it in a, and an old-fashioned, and it was great.
0: Yeah. What did you drink, Tully?
1: I didn't drink last night.
0: No? Nothing? No?
1: Nothing. Uh, but oh, good boy. I, all I have is that bottle of Four Roses and the Elijah Craig. And uh-huh. I don't think I'm going to go back to the store to get more until I don't know when. Yeah. Until they run out. Yeah. I just finished
2: a bottle of that Elijah Craig.
0: Like Same one that Tully had?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, really? Yep um well let's get into it we're gonna learn a little bit about brandon what his background is um and kind of like how he knows us and and what his uh you know outlook on you know sports and obviously we'll talk about bourbon and uh kind of go from there tell you want to kick things off then
1: sure yeah i mean we can kind of start from just about anywhere but uh I don't know, Brandon, if you want to dive into before we met at all, um, because we all met at CrossFit Grand Rapids, but I don't know if you want to go into kind of what your uh, sports and and fitness background was before we met.
2: Yeah, I didn't really, uh, in high school, I didn't play many sports. I played baseball freshman, sophomore year, and then kind of just stopped from there. Um, So not until i was about 30 did i actually get into fitness so uh, i found myself at a anytime fitness actually and just did uh just the machines and stuff lost weight did every diet under the sun
0: so you were you were out of shape in your 30s yep. and you just wanted some type of change
1: yep. was there like yeah i was going to say was there like a Moment of clarity or anything like that because I've seen some of the before and after pictures for you. Yeah,
0: they're wild.
2: Yeah, so when I graduated high school, I was almost probably two hundred pounds.
0: And how tall are you? I'm
2: five foot six.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a hefty that's a thick boy. Yep. <laughs>
2: so I mean, just seeing people um, in my life that were unhealthy, I didn't want to head in that direction. So. I'd been a smoker for, gosh, almost 20 years um, and was unhealthy and wanted to be healthy in my 30s. So, yeah. So, you started going to, you said, Anytime Fitness? Anytime Fitness. And then. uh, And um, a buddy of mine at work, Jay Nolan, introduced me to CrossFit. And so, it took me a while to get the courage to go into the gym there. At uh, uh, CFPR, because every time I pulled up, the um, garage doors were up, and I'd see people like Ryan and Sam, and that was intimidating for a little guy like me.
0: And then you got, you know, once you, well, we'll, we'll continue. But you, so, so you you eventually um, started CrossFit. You know, joined CrossFit Grand Rapids, and then how did your kind of track go from there? Because there was a, a point in time where you were. Uh, like really good at CrossFit. You got to be very, like pretty competitive for.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think I did a pretty good job at it when I was full on in CrossFit. I mean, we we trained all the time together, so obviously yeah. training with you pushed me. Yeah. And, um, being a small guy, obviously, like the body weight movements and stuff like that, I was really good at. In gymnastics, I was really good at, but I always struggled at the heavy lifting I could I was strong I could lift a lot I just couldn't move it for many reps for a long period of time yeah well that's how I kind of parlayed into Olympic lifting was to get better at that yeah more than three reps is cardio right exactly
0: (laughs) 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 yeah I remember uh like really early on maybe six months into knowing you and at that point you know like we met probably like a year and a half after I had started CrossFit,
1: was that at the the OG CrossFit Grand Rapids location? Is that where you? No,
0: no, no. I actually was never at that location either. Hmm. Um, this was at their current location. But, um, and I remember like watching you, thinking, "Holy crap! Like, I wish I was that good at gymnastics movements." And there was always there were times actually that I remember where like you would help coach me get better at whatever it was, bar muscle ups or Chest of ours or ring muscles, whatever. It was. Yeah, I remember it
1: was wild watching Brandon crank out a million pull ups. They just goes the for
0: days and days and days. Yeah, I think um, my
1: best was ever, uh, I think it was
2: like 75 or 76 pull ups.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Unbroken. Without coming off the bar. Okay. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so then, so you cross fitted for how many years, you think? Just um, crossfitting?
2: Probably two.
0: Okay. I think and that was kind of like that lit the. It seems as though, you know, because I know your history. I, I mean, I was, we grew up in the sport of CrossFit together. So I, I understand, but I'm just trying to get. So you know, like,
2: what really piqued my interest was in Olympic lifting to kind of give how I got there was A, to get stronger at those lifts. But um, when we went to the Arnold the first year, yeah, watched weightlifting there, and there was all these, you know, big time. Olympic weight weightlifters there, and I'm like, you know what, I could do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was what 2014, 17
1: probably. probably, 2015.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and that so so you basically ended up stopping. You stopped CrossFitting, but you yep. started just focusing on Olympic weightlifting.
2: yeah And once I started that, I honestly never came back to CrossFit. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, obviously I do Metcons and stuff like that sometimes because I still enjoy that in small doses. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my passion dose. is definitely uh, Olympic weightlifting. Yeah.
1: yeah. I remember it was also at the same time uh, we really got into watching John North of course yeah. videos <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. And that was like, even though it probably wasn't the best thing for our training, it got us so jacked up to go train just watching john's vlogs before yeah. going to the gym you know whatever they'd be up during yeah. the work day and i'd watch it and like man, i just want to leave work and go touch your barbells so. well yeah and we would always have
0: like group chats of when his newest vlog was out and uh you know that was always it always seemed like it ended on a friday which was then max out friday and yep. all that. you know
2: he get he gets a lot of hate i think but He does a lot for that sport. He gives the sport a personality. Yeah. I mean, it's very old school and like a gentleman's club type thing where he made it entertaining.
0: Yeah. yeah he added uh, definitely like a flair yeah. to it
1: it was like it was like happy Gilmore coming into the golf club <laughs> Yo, that's that's a, it was. As if I remember there was the 2015 or maybe it's 2014 it was one of the it had to have been the 2015 Arnold oh. him and Jared Enderton and Travis mash. Oh yeah, training and lifting together, and John kept slamming the bar, and the center judge like came back to the warm-up room, yeah. and told him like, "Hey, stop slamming the bar." That was the year
0: that he got like uh, suspended from USAW yeah. weightlifting for yep. like five years or something like that. Anyways, what's your uh, for for everybody that's listening that that doesn't know you, Brandon? What's um, how old are you? What's your what's your family like? Um, you're from Grand Rapids, so you live in Grand Rapids, but give us a little background on, uh, on you know your, your personal life a little bit.
2: Yeah, lived in Grand Rapids my entire life. Um, I shouldn't tell you my age, but I will. 38. Woo! <laughs> um, 38 years young, uh, married to Brandy, have one son, Nolan. Yeah. Nothing crazy.
0: And Brandy, uh, she also, well, she CrossFits. She, she uh, does a
2: little bit of everything.
0: But yes, so she's she's kind of followed you. Well, I mean, you obviously you guys being married um, joined the gym right around the same time.
2: Yeah, I I started CrossFit a little bit before her. She did like a I don't want to call it boot camp style. It was kind of like a hit training. Sure. But it was for uh, competitive uh, bodybuilders.
0: Okay. So what was that? It was called something. It was something. Uh, Body by O. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause he was a trainer and he like, didn't he come to CFGR at one yeah, point?
2: Times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Hmm. So what's, uh, what's your training look like now? What uh, obviously like, right. We're in the middle of this wild crisis, but um, you know, are you following a program who, who does your programming? Where do you work out? Et cetera, et cetera. So
2: I, I kind of am a gym gypsy. I like to work out everywhere. Okay. Um, obviously right now we're not going to the gym um, we're just doing kind of outside workout stuff uh, I got a little platform that I put together on the sidewalk um, but normally I either train at EFD which is out in Holland owned by Jay Nolan and CrossFit Grand Rapids yeah if they also when I get the
1: chance yeah yeah
0: and we, well, go ahead? Josh. I was
1: gonna say uh, I know this isn't typical but if you know we weren't containing to our homes, um, you know, what was your training looking like and how much has it changed over the years? Cause obviously, uh, you know, we started with kind of not really knowing what we didn't know. And then we've obviously learned a ton since we all started crossfitting and Olympic lifting together. But also for you, I mean, uh, you're probably getting to your peak or you're, you know, getting better in Olympic lifting. And then uh you know you had a, a son come into the picture so that changed things a lot I'm sure yeah and, and a couple big injuries
2: yeah so yeah I mean obviously my trainings changed com- drastically compared to what it used to be um I had two major surgeries um that came abruptly that definitely changed things um I don't know if you want me to dive into that sure but, yeah what well, I mean um, like, what were they So I had two, uh, small intestine perforations, uh, separate times, a year apart. Um, what it is, is a perforated small intestine and it kind of like burst and, um, yeah, I had to go to ER the first time (laughs) I had to call Ryan to come rescue me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know a little bit about the second time for sure. (laughs)
2: Um, so yeah that set me back a ton both times. Um, but bringing to how my training is now, I would say I go, I used to train probably six days a week. Now I'm like four or five. Okay. So, I mean, I focus more on just technique stuff rather than so much volume. Sure. Not as heavy as often. Yeah. Plus I'm getting older. So.
0: Yeah. That's, that's also kind of an interesting thing to touch on. Well, I guess, a right, your training, which, which I am actually really, um, interested in, it did change and it was affected when you guys adopted Nolan. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. But at the same time, like you were still able to, to train like pretty high volume, um, and pretty consistently even with him, like you and Brandy did a really good job at, um, making sure like, you know, you guys had a good plan of Brandon was training. So Brandy watched Nolan and then vice versa. Um,
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Brandy helped me out with that because she understood, especially after my second surgery, that, like, it lit a fire under my ass. Like, I wasn't going to let that uh, dictate uh, my Olympic weightlifting career. right? And so, you know, she sacrificed a lot for me so I could fulfill something that I was looking for.
0: Yeah. And – who, who writes your programming right now or what program are you following?
2: Jay writes my programming. Okay, so the owner
0: of EFT. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, it, I, I will never ever forget uh, that day that you called me and said, hey, I need your help. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I something's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm in a lot of pain. I need you to come pick me up. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then I showed up and I remember like specifically... Well, you were like hunched over holding your stomach, right? And I had thought, I, did, I had no idea. I, saw, I thought, maybe he's got a poop really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, maybe he's got like a kidney stone or his appendix burst or something like that. You know, because you had the, I guess the first one wasn't as bad, right? Like the first surgery. No.
2: Well, I mean, the first surgery, that, that's where you brought me to uh, um, the ER.
0: The first one I brought you to.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. Cause there was no background
0: on it. So I had no idea what was going on. No,
2: no, we, we had no clue what was going on. And then what was even
0: crazier was I didn't know how to put Nolan into his car seat. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I felt so dumb. I was like, this child is depending on me. And obviously he's, you know, super comfortable with me and stuff. So I put him in a seat, but I remember being like, I have no idea how to work this dang seat. And you had to get out, basically roll yourself out of the car, strap them in, get back into the car. And then I was just, I remember on 131, we were booked into that ER. Yeah. It was, was scary. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. And then I remember I had, cause we took you to the ER and then I still had Nolan and I hung out with him for like two hours or so. Cause Brandy was working yep. in the, uh, in the lobby of the hospital. Yep. And I remember thinking, like, to myself, this is like, you know, I'm just getting thrown into the pit to have to deal with this little guy. How old was he then? Two? Uh, two? Yeah, because he was walking. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember just thinking, holy cow, this is a, a whirlwind.
2: It was, yeah, it was scary.
0: Yeah. So um, you had that surgery, the first surgery, and then the second surgery, you said, was almost a year?
2: Yeah, almost a year apart. Yeah. Um, and they still don't know what caused it, but I mean, I'm fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh,
1: I'm going to say I, uh, (laughs) between that and then, you know, you and Brandy, uh, raising a son, I just really admired you guys. Um, especially after that second surgery, a lot of people, it would be really easy for them to just, you know, use that as an excuse to, stop training or, you know, just do whatever, but you came back even stronger. So, um, like I said, I've always really admired both you and Brandy, how you handled, uh, the challenges that have come up with grace and then just come back as total badasses and, uh, show everybody what you're made of.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: We have to set an example for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. Brandon's definitely been, uh, like grit is the word that I would use to describe him. Um, like like I don't, this doesn't, I don't want this to come off in like a bad way, but when it comes to things like that, you always have a chip on your shoulder in a way that's like a motivating way. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to let this. Yeah. I don't care. My appendix, my appendix, not my appendix, my small intestine split twice. Screw it. I'm going to be stronger on the other side. Right. And like, just that grit and that determination to continue chasing that goal of, you know, competing at the highest level of weightlifting is pretty impressive. I was going
1: to say, cause you came back from that second surgery and eventually hit the best weights you've ever hit. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, I ended up,
2: uh, I did uh, state games of America uh, downtown at DeVos. Um, and that was only like six months after surgery after your second surgery yeah yeah and i mean i was they were advising me not to do it again and i i wasn't gonna listen to them <laughs> and then i know my body better than they do you yeah. know what i mean yeah and if you can't tell me what's wrong with me then i'm gonna go off of how i feel yeah so i mean i was just driven to get back and yeah uh we had um what was it uh we had a meet at CFGR where you coached me, Ryan. Yeah. And I, I broke the state records that I had been chasing. Yeah. And every time I came close to breaking those records, I would have, you know, surgery.
0: Yeah. 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 Cause it was, it happened twice. You'd ramp up, you'd be getting, you know, at the peak and then, ah, oh shit, he's back in the hospital again with this, this thing. Yep. So how long has it been since your, your second surgery?
2: Uh, is it, f- I think three years now.
0: Okay. So you're three years post. Um, let's get it. I want to dive a little bit for the, for the people, um, into like your weightlifting career or like, you know, like what you've achieved, um, where you've been with the sport, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you kind of alluded to having a few Michigan state records. What, what are those?
2: Um, so, in a 62-kilo class, which is a retired class now, so I'm...
1: Permanent record, baby! I got one, too. I got I got some, too.
2: I, I was happy when they retired it. <laughs> um, Lock it so up. In 62-kilo class, I own the clean and jerk record for the state of Michigan, which is 108 kilos. And then the total, which I don't remember what that is, honestly.
0: 62 kilos, that's uh, 135 Five pounds. 135 okay um, so at 135 pounds you clean and jerked 108 kilos which is 236 pounds
1: sounds right well, sounds
0: cool
1: mass um, mate <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you say
1: <laughs> nice quick maths mate
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody and you got the total as well which which you don't remember the total
2: Uh, I want to say it's like 193 or something like that. Okay.
0: Um, What's the, you know, like... Didn't
1: you also set a national record?
2: Yeah, I I own all the uh, Masters national records.
0: For 62? Wow, he
2: said that
1: really nonchalantly.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No big deal. I just own all of them.
1: Where did you set those records? Uh, I set the...
2: um, Clean and jerk record, which was one Oh nine at the Arnold where I took uh, gold and gold in the masters and bronze in the open. Um, okay. And the snatch I set at worlds in Canada.
0: So where, where's your, when you think of, when you think of your weightlifting career thus far, right? Cause you're not done. Um, you're, you're still kind of in the thick of it. You're still training. Mm -hmm. Um, what's like one thing that uh, one moment or one meet that stands out to you that, you know, is is a highlight of your career?
2: Um, probably the meet at CFGR with you coaching. Yeah. My highlight because, um, and people might question why that is because, Worlds is a big deal, and I'm not, like, underplaying that. But mm-hmm. accomplishing that at that meet and setting those records after two surgeries was, like, it just solidified that I should be doing the sport. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I
2: definitely questioned it, whether I should be competing anymore. So, yeah, I would say that would be my highlight.
0: And you questioned it because of the injuries that you yeah. kind of – Continue to withstand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing, especially in the sport of weightlifting. Well, CrossFit, any sport that's an individual sport, you really are your own worst enemy in that, you know, if training gets frustrating or you have injuries and setbacks, you're in your own mind the whole time you're training, and it can be be hard to press on at times. So it is nice to have those moments where it's like, no, you know what? All the time and energy in the gym d- did pay off. I should be doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are what are like the three biggest meets that you've ever you know competed in or qualified for?
2: Uh, Worlds, which I just did last year um, in Montreal, where I got silver and probably my least favorite medal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like.
2: Um, yeah
0: I know how that goes. Then,
2: uh, the Arnold. I've taken every color of metal there, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And then I've done a lot of the state meets. Um, Yeah, local stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: So Montreal was, uh, was that just for masters? Yep. Okay, so that was the the world's masters.
2: Yep, so they do all age groups from, because you're a master at 35. Okay. So 35 to 39 is the first age group, and they do each weight class.
0: Okay. So there were a ton of people at that.
2: There is a lot of people there. Yeah, from all over the world, obviously. It goes on on for a week.
0: That is wild.
2: Yeah.
1: And there's like lifting starting at 8 a.m. and goes until like 8 p.m. all day for a week. It's wild. Yeah, it was a
2: sweet experience. I I really enjoyed that. I mean, um, I couldn't have done it without the support of Brandy because... It takes a lot of selfish selfishness to do weightlifting at that level.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you have, you know, a family and uh, Brandy owns her own business and, yep. and you're working as well. And there's a lot of things that I think uh, people don't necessarily understand, or maybe they just see, you know, you, you competing and getting you know, all these golds and these records and they kind of take it for, you know, almost like surface level. Um, the expect or the assumption is that, you know, well, everything's taken care of behind the scenes and, you know, maybe he can just focus on this. It's like, there's a lot of things that have to be balanced between every relationship that you have in your life. Um, obviously there's huge financial burdens because, you're, you're not sponsored by huge companies or anything like that, that are going to help you pay to, to get there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's super impressive. And you can, and like Tully had kind of said, um, you and Brandy do a really good job at, at balancing all of that together as kind of a team.
2: Yeah, you have to. And it's important that everybody's happy in that situation. So yeah. I mean the balance.
1: Sure. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if you named a podcast after that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so let's, uh, let's take a different route just for a quick second, because we were talking about it a little bit last night, but um, I don't know. Well, we're not, we're not video recording this. Well, we are video recording it, but we're just going to take the audio. But to my left, I have uh, like 15 bottles of bourbon right now as a little mini collect collection that I've been accumulating. And uh, my wife is getting <laughs> relatively uh irritated with how much money I've recently been spending on whiskey, specifically bourbon, and I have to owe it all to you. Well, I mean it's kind it's of awesome. your fault. Yeah. Uh that we're an enabler,
1: uh, Brandon. Huh? We've gotten
0: this deep into bourbon. So hey, right. thank you. Yeah. Uh but what what I guess, got you into bourbon because, you know, whiskey is a huge part, you know, a huge part of your life. It's something that you really enjoy. And you have the largest collection of bourbon that I've ever seen in real life. Um, <laughs> my
2: collection's not that big compared to the big boys. So, yeah. So, so what, what got you
0: into it? Um, maybe what's like your top three, um, I don't know, give us a little bit of background on your bourbon history.
2: Okay. Um, So how I even got into bourbon was because of training for weightlifting. Um, And I have to cut weight, you know, because I don't walk around as a 61 or a 62. So I got to, you know, maintain a good diet and drinking beer and stuff definitely doesn't help that. Yeah, I still want I I enjoy having drinks, you know, and being social. So um, that's how I started getting into whiskey. More like uh, old fashions and stuff. Yeah, but the more and more I did that, I was like, ah, you know, I should just try it straight. And I just developed a palate for it.
0: Yeah, and you're saying you're you're speaking of it because drinking straight whiskey is uh, much more, uh, I guess, like calorie smart.
1: Yeah, especially ca- calories to alcohol percentage. Yeah, if you
0: want right. calorie conscious. You could still cut weight. Or at least maintain a relative, you know, like lower body fat percentage by choosing whiskey as your source of alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Um, top three whiskeys that you have in your cabinet right now.
2: In my cabinet right now? Yeah. Um, Eastern Kills Bottle and Bond. Uh, it's a four-year. Has to be four-year if it's a Bottle and Bond. Um, that one. Uh. Tch, tch. God, that's hard. And Eastern Killers in Grand
0: Rapids. That's kind yep. cool. Great guys. On yeah. There,
2: on there. Um, probably Larceny, uh, Store Pick.
0: Okay.
2: And Weller. Yeah. Over the Red Label. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said Special Reserve. Antique
0: 107. Wow. 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 <laughs> once, this whole, uh, once this whole pandemic thing is over, we'll have to we'll have to have like an actual in-person sit-down where we we drink yeah, some bourbon like and tasting or something. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be really cool.
1: I was bummed that we didn't get to go to that bourbon fest thing. They shut it down.
0: Yeah.
2: At one wasn't that at
1: one bourbon, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh happy birthday or something like that
0: yeah
2: that would have been, been happy birthday happy
0: birthday yep. <laughs> that's kind of funny yeah what else you got tell you? you got anything else or Brandon
1: yeah I was just gonna uh you know ask him about uh when we get out of all this craziness what uh what are you going to either go grab as far as drinks go or where's the first restaurant you're going to what's the first thing that you're really looking forward to when this the stay home thing is lifted
2: um i want to go out to there's a place out in uh muskegon called 18th amendment and uh, granny and i've been wanting to go back out there we went out there last summer but that would be probably one of the first places i go yeah yep. yeah andrew uh,
0: a friend of mine. Um, him and, and his buddy, Corey, they went right before, uh, like all of this was, everything was shut down. They said, they said, it's great. I've never been to
2: Yeah. I, when I was there, we were already, uh, probably Eight drinks deep. So <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> we need uh, a do over. Yeah. Kind so of a, a fuzzy experience the first time there. Yeah.
0: um how about we end on this what's um I have I have a two-part a two-part question who's your biggest influence uh in your athletic career and then what goals do you have moving forward with weightlifting
2: so biggest influence is uh probably my son Nolan I know that probably sounds weird for, uh, influence, but I want to show him, like, have him be like proud of me for something, not just Mm -hmm. being a dad. So I think that's what like influences me and drives me to do what I do. So he can look up to me and say, you know, my dad's strong. And, um, for those of people that don't know, Nolan's adopted, um, and he will be bigger than me so <laughs> at least like that i'm stronger so yeah yeah that would be, yeah that would be it as far as my weightlifting career goes i'm not sure yet i i think i'm heading to the path of coaching okay i'm gonna end up but i still feel like i have some unfinished stuff to do for myself yeah so it's just getting re-bit by that bug again yeah But, I mean, with times like this going on, it seems almost like a little bit of a waste of time.
0: What does? What do you mean?
2: Well, it's not as important to me.
0: Like chasing PRs
1: and doing competitions?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is forcing us to spend time together, and uh, it makes you realize what's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't have like a definite answer for that.
0: Sure. Sure. Things are still up in the air. Yep. Cool. Tully, you want to put a wrap on this whole thing?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. We are lucky to have you as a good friend.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, if people want to follow your weightlifting career or any of that kind of stuff, how do they, uh, what's your social stuff?
2: Uh, the brand's 151 uh, on Instagram. Um, I don't, I'm not that big on social media.
1: Not anymore. We used to post <laughs> every day.
2: <laughs> I, I used to. Yeah. There was yeah. a point in time I posted all the time, but uh, yeah. I, yeah, you can follow me there. That's about the only place. Well, yeah, that has
0: a, a, I'm, I'm just, just, so you got to post more. Yeah. I quickly went on there and, it is, I mean, for for everything that we've kind of covered today, it does give a good, a really, really good highlight to uh, kind of your your life in the past, you know, five, six years. And you, I, I mean, I, I scrolled back just, just a little bit, even to where, um, you know, Nolan is in your living room, snatching a, a PVC pipe. Right. He, he looks like he's two years old, you know? <laughs> Uh, and you can kind of follow him as he grew and, and you and the sport grew uh, and, and it follows obviously some of your, um, your trips and, and medals and stuff like that. So yeah, if anybody wants any type of insight to, you know, where, where Brandon has been, what he's kind of accomplished and what his life looks like kind of in a nutshell, your Instagram is a really good uh, representative of that.
2: Yeah, buddy. But,
0: uh, but yeah, again, like Telly said, thank you for, for making some time for us, even though we get to hang out with you all the time. We're pretty lucky to have you have a friend. Same to you guys. So uh Tully, you 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 do the whole I'll it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bourbon and balance boys out.
2: I hate it. <laughs>